You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus, 2019. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Oh, you start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. Gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, eh? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, you need yeah. more. Fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toasts, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toasts, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Three warlords were warning. Hello and welcome to the third installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Jingling All The Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th. Christmas Day. I'm your host for this third day of Crusade, Miss Delvin the Dark Web Williams. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. We'll start with the founder of the Long Lost Crusade, Pat Samson. Pat, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, Delvin. So do you have anything special and or funny to say right now? You know, I've been waiting outside. You guys said that everybody was going to come outside to help me build snowman. It's day three. We're supposed to build snowmen and no one's out here with me. Just like last year nobody helped me put up the lights nobody helped me do the tree if it's alabama cold it's not really any snow on the ground so i don't know how to act if there's snow on the ground to be honest with you that's why we do it so you guys can enjoy the wintry weather that i bring i also don't have any gloves we so. also all hate you so <laughs> oh, i no, thought no. you said stay inside and eat host a snowball so that's what i think <laughs> <laughs> blood sugar through the roof that's yeah. right <laughs> Well, if you made a snowman out of the snowballs, then... <laughs> There's ultimate reason for confusion, as you can see. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Uh, let's go to uh, Jason, the Weasel Skull, Albrecht. How are you, Jason? Merry Christmas. I'm doing great. I'm looking under the tree. I see gifts are starting to appear, but I'm a little disappointed because I don't see anything in the shape or size of a Sky Striker. Dude, don't worry about it. There are nine days left, surely. 
<laughs> there's going to be a Sky Striker by then. And Jared told me that I needed to be respectful of my guests and not plug the Sky Striker during their 12 Days of crusade mess, but I want my GD Sky Striker. <laughs> <laughs> Gets worse every year. <laughs> so noted, so noted. <laughs> Moving on, we'll go to Jared, the yard sale artist. Albrecht. Back. A prescription for danger. Sometimes known as Death Pro. Merry Christmas, Jared. Oh, Delvin. Merry Christmas. Christopher Walken. The face and afraid. The plans that we made. I'm walking. Hey, I'm Christopher Walken. In a winter wonderland. <laughs> Since it's close enough to Christmas for one time and one time only, that's a great impression, Jared. Oh, oh my good. I, I'm done. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> that's it. He's retired. We're never going to hear from him again. Yeah. Happy rest of your life, everybody. <laughs> Always blow them away. That's what I say. <laughs> All right. Also joining us around the fire, hot cocoa in hand, are our special guests for this episode. You might know them from the many podcasts on their Rad Adventures network. We have Ruth and Darren Sutherland. So what do you have gift wrapped in that stocking, Ruth and Darren? Well, Delvin, as you heard in that singing intro that we so wondrously did, today is three warlords warlording, which means we're unwrapping... The Warlord, number 32 from DC Comics from 1980. The Warlord is a fantasy adventure and sword and sorcery comic that was created by Mike Grell for DC Comics shortly after his successful run on the Legion of Superheroes. The series follows the adventures of Travis Morgan, an Air Force pilot whose plane crashes and mysteriously ends up at the Earth's core in a world called Skataris. The series premiered with a special late in 1975 before getting its own title in early 76. The series ran until 1988 with more than 130 issues plus several annual specials. Mike Grell wrote and illustrated the series through issue 59 and then continued to write the series through issue 71 with other illustrators taking over the art. And The Warlord continued to be popular enough to return for an occasional miniseries, including a six-issue series in 92 and a 16-issue series in 2008. Characters from The Warlord also appeared on TV in a two-part episode of Justice League Unlimited titled Chaos at the Earth's Core. And some of the main reasons we love the series are the fantasy adventure elements that are inspired by the works of Jules Verne. We love adventure stories and this series is filled with them. Stories range from military battles to encounters with magical sorcerers to quests through a variety of landscapes and there are even dinosaurs. We also love the many strong female characters including the warrior queen Tara, the sword-wielding archaeologist Mariah and shape-shifting Shakira. So, guys, have any of you read this series before? Yes, because uh, I happen to know two people who are big fans of Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> are they the two people on this podcast? Yes. And oh, okay. because of Ruben Darren, I have heard of the series, but I have never read an issue, so this is a first for me. Uh, Jason? Oh, great. I know of the character Warlord. I never read any of the series, but if I remember right, he made an appearance in, I believe it was uh, Green Arrow series back when Mike Rell was writing and yeah. drawing that, yes, that, 
did. as well. That's really the only experience I've had with Warlord. What about yeah, you, Pat? kind of read some of it, but that's due to Ruth and Darren as well, too. I've read like maybe one through six already of the series, oh, but nice. I haven't gotten to 32. Spoilers. <laughs> but that's okay. I enjoy it. Jared? Let me regale you with how I became a fan of the Warlord. <laughs> Everyone sit back for a moment. I'd known of Warlord. Sword and Sorcery does not speak to me. I've said this on many occasions. I poo-pooed the Warlord. <laughs> then I got into the circles with Darren and Ruth, and I'm like, man, they're all about some Warlord. Then I hit a flea market once a time where there was a ton of Warlord in a 50-cent bin. I was at said flea market with the irredeemable Shag. I bought mm. probably every issue they had. They probably had 40 issues. Got back to Shag's house. Shag starts going through my stack of Warlords and taking some. Going, I don't have this one. I don't have this one. I don't have this one. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he he's not joking. He's literally just taking my comics. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was that like, sounds like Shag. And he ended up taking about seven of them. And his wife's like getting mad at him. She's like, stop taking his comic, Shag. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no kidding, Shag. And this is a bold maneuver. Because if you've ever met the two of us, I am about seven times larger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, especially when you think about this comic that we just read. But anyway. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> he takes these seven. Man out for his Warlord comics. <laughs> <laughs> he takes these seven books. He goes out, puts them in his collection. He comes back in. He goes, I'm going to trade you. And he hands me a copy of Warlord number one. And I was like, oh, fair wow. enough, dude. Fair enough. So I have read quite as a long story. But I have read quite a bit of Warlord, and it all starts with Ruth and Darren and a fun adventure with Shag. So that's all I have to, uh, to, is, is that, does Pat have a hypodermic needle and he's injecting the cordial cherries with pure rum? Is that, is that here? It's the holidays. Let him go. Make we'll figure it out later. Uh, the needle like it they're on to us. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it with Connery, aren't you, Pat? Uh, always, always. No, well, just, nothing yeah, to see friend. here, boys. Nothing to see here. She's Go on, Mickey Probe. Go on with your story. Regale <laughs> us with your tale. No, I'm done. I'm done, Sean. That's it. Back to Ruth and Darren. Well, I enjoyed hearing all those stories. I appreciate hearing from all of you that you have different ranges of interest and knowledge of the Warlord. Thanks to us. Thank you very much. And that was all really wonderful to hear, except the part about Shag. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, True we confessions. We to escape him in any podcast we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The world must know what an evil, evil person he truly is that's <laughs> right it's in true. his title irredeemably right oh yes thank you all for that and to come back around to this particular issue as pat alluded to for today's episode we asked the guys to read in particular this issue 32 because it's the first appearance of the shape-shifting shakira who ended up becoming one of the comic's most popular characters mm -hmm. now she's a werecat and can transform between a small black cat and a beautiful powerful warrior shakira is completely independent. When she agrees with Travis, she battles alongside him. When she doesn't agree with him, she stays out of the fight. And when she just feels like doing something else, she vanishes without a word. She's just like a cat. Mike Grell told us that he got the idea for the character from the Assignment Earth episode of the original Star Trek TV series that featured a black cat who could transform into a woman. All she right. Off, she goes, whenever. Ah, I was going to use that joke later in the show. <laughs> Damn you, Jason. Beat you to, well, you can edit that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, we'll move on with a brief summary of this issue. And as is often the case with the Warlord, the story picks up right where the previous issue left off. Travis Morgan is washed up on shore after the events of the previous issue. As his head clears, he finds himself in battle with two giant titans. He defeats one, but the other shoots him with a stun gun. Morgan wakes to find himself in front of the Queen of the Titans, who tells him there are only six titans remaining, the last of their race. Morgan has killed one of them, and he is sentenced to death. Morgan is thrown into an arena, along with a beautiful raven-haired woman named Shakira, who is a slave to the Titans. Morgan is given a sword, and Shakira is given a long spear, and the two are left to battle a giant creature that looks like a cross between a woolly mammoth and a rhinoceros. During the battle, Shakira maneuvers the creature below the queen, who is watching from the edge of the arena wall. When the creature charges, Shakira leaps out of the way, using the long spear as a pole vault. The creature hits the wall, causing it to crumble, and the queen falls into the arena, impaling herself on the horn of the giant beast. Shakira then turns and throws her spear, killing one of the two remaining titans. Morgan follows her lead, killing the last remaining titan with his sword. The two escape on a floating disc from the city, and Morgan can't believe his eyes when Shakira transforms into a small black cat. All right, guys. So what did you think of the issue and the concept? I read it and my first thought was, uh, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's used to read the uh, Sunday comics when they came out. And for whatever reason, I was reminded of the series Prince Valiant. Uh, Now, here's a funny thing about that. I never read Prince Valiant. It looked boring. (laughs) (laughs) Right up there with Kathy. Prince Valiant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would read Kathy even though I didn't get it, and now I do get it, and it's not funny. Sorry, sorry, all you Kathy fans. (laughs) Yeah, all those women are going to be like, ooh. (laughs) Digress. Your only female listener is here talking on the microphone. (laughs) That's true. No, we have Courtney, too. (laughs) Yes, I'm offending half of our... uh, So sorry. So sorry, ladies. So, yeah, it reminded me of Prince Valiant. So I did think the issue was good. It was very action-packed. It's funny. uh, Travis Morgan, he's a lieutenant colonel. Was that correct? I forget the exact ranking, but he he has some kind of status. I don't don't remember... (laughs) What his rank was, Delvin. Okay. Yes, Delvin. He's Lieutenant Colonel. That explains why no one's looking for him. <laughs> was he Air Force? Yes. Oh I my read God. that and I stopped reading the comic because it became very <laughs> yeah, that, unrealistic to me at that Yeah, point. that made me laugh. I'm like, no Air Force Lieutenant Colonel looks like that. <laughs> he was on Buster and Bill. And just killing people left and right. I'm like, what course did he learn that in? I never learned that. I know, man. We all know those Air Force lieutenant colonels. If they get an MRE without M&Ms in it, it's game over. Right? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm not part of this hate. I'm not part of it. Hate, hate, hate. hate, hate, hate. <laughs> okay. All right. I digressed again. We do that, though. But overall, I did think quick read. It went by fast. Was that a standard 22-page read? You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that, Delvin, because with The Warlord, I don't think this one had a backup story in it. So it should have been a full 22 pages. Sometimes the Warlord is split with like a 16-page story and an eight-page backup. Okay. It's a full one. I think this one was just a full story. Okay. And and I'll just throw in, some of you guys may know, some of you may not, but Mike Grell was in the Air Force, just Mm -hmm. to give you some background. I did not know that. Now Um, I feel guilty and I have to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm taking notes. (laughs) So the only other two things I'm going to add is I also give Travis Morgan credit for not being a 
drooling idiot because of all those concussions that he had to sustain in the first six pages. And for like the last of a, like a dying breed, the Titans needed to learn some jujitsu or something because they could not fight for crap. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they were getting taken out by people half their size. One more thing, Shakira was great. Her strategy of positioning herself in front of the throne where the queen sat to have the rhino beast run into it, that was genius. So that was a great show of her uh, athletic prowess, how and smart and strong and independent that she was. Really enjoyed that introduction of her. Yeah, Mike does such a good job in this series of portraying strong female characters. Well, I really enjoyed this issue as well. Just the art alone in it is awesome. Just the way he draws his characters and just the detail of everybody as well is really awesome. And I like, like you guys said, that the story continues and it continues on from the last issue. So you have this continuing story going on and on and on. And so I'm kind of interested now in where I stopped reading how he got here mm. and what happened to everybody else. But it could have served as a self-contained story. Oh, too. sure. Yeah. So that makes it doubly good. Like yeah. I picked it up and I didn't even realize it was a continuation from uh, issue 31. Yeah, I felt like it was obviously there were things that happened before we got to this issue, but I didn't need to necessarily know all of those plot points to right. appreciate yeah. Nomic. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. It works as a standalone, but for those who read it every month, you get the larger picture, but it works by itself. That's true. I like the, as Ruth said, the introduction of Shakira and the other strong female role for the Titan. I thought that was kind of interesting. The queen. Yep. Yeah, the queen. I'm just going to chime in and say I really like Shakira's fighting spirit. She had a lot of courage. I like when they were in the arena and Morgan felt compelled to rescue her and she's like, nah, I got this. She was taking care of business all on her own. I thought that was really cool. I liked the action. I thought it was well laid out. I thought the villains were pretty intimidating and at least physically looked tough, like Delvin was saying. They didn't throw hands very well. But <laughs> no. Maybe it was like Andre the Giant from Princess Bride. You know, they got to have six or seven people to fight. They don't do <laughs> very well one-to-one combat. Oh, uh, that's perfect. <laughs> I think the only thing that I'll add, Pat touched on the art. I really liked the landscape. I thought the city was really cool. It's kind of a mix of historical buildings, but then it also had some modern technology mixed in. So I like that juxtaposition of the old kind of Greek or Roman style architecture and the sci-fi type weapons and transportation systems. I thought those were nice touch. Yeah, I like you mentioning that, Jason. I agree. Mike got some inspiration for this from Jules Verne's books, and you just see sort of integrating a lot of that sort of feel in his art too. Yeah, you can really see that come through and then when you mix in his really good character drawings, the way he has the action scenes displayed on the page and just the beautiful colors too. It all comes together and blends together really well. So anyway, I'm going to surprise Jared and shut up early and not Babylon and let Jared have a turn. Oh, I'm sorry. I was listening to some music. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We're all jamming now. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty much going to echo little bits and pieces of what everybody else said. I've gotten really into the Warlord since the ill-fated flea market trip with Shag. (laughs) There's a lot to love overall about it. You guys hit upon the fact that it flows really nice issue to issue. Almost every issue is kind of a standalone, but they all flow together. The story flow is incredible. You can tell Mike had a really good plan for this. Even when he back away from the series. They keep throwing up-and-coming A-list talent at it. I think Dan Jurgens takes over from 
Mike. Yep. I think Mark Texera gets involved later on, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lineup for a book that I always just was like, eh, it's kind of a weird niche, knockoff Conan, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you find out that you guys know how much I like wacky stuff. It's SR-71s. Battle helmets, swords, 44 magnums, people who can turn into cats, dinosaurs, sorcerers stealing babies. It's Mm. insane. (laughs) It is insane. And it's all over the place. And it's so much fun to read and just follow this wild imagination. It is what comics were meant to be. Hint. I'm going to give it a pretty good rating. But when it comes to this particular issue, yeah, art looks great. Shakira's introduction is great. I know what she's going to become later on. Yes, correct. She's (laughs) going to become a cat. I know the further development of her character, and she is out of a lovely lineup of lovely ladies in this comic. Mm. She's my favorite one. She's very, very sexy. She's very, very, like you said, independent. Shakira does what Shakira wants to do, and that's part of the sexiness. It's very cool. So, yes, great character introduction. Just always with the creativity. Can't say enough about it. And before I just keep gushing, I will also shut up. But great, <laughs> great pick for Crusaders. Thanks for bringing it. I am going to stop shutting up now at this point and say one other observation about Shakira. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. You sparked me with this one with your comments. I thought it was funny. Like she could have turned into a cat anytime and just walked out of that. <laughs> Situation. She was like, you know, I'm gonna kill these fools. Then I'm gonna turn into a cat. Walk out of this. I honestly thought because I knew about her from the future, but I hadn't read this issue. I thought when they went to that arena, I thought, oh, she's gonna line up the shot with the rhino. Then she's gonna turn into a cat. No one's gonna know where she went. No, she held on to that secret for a little while longer. She sure did. <laughs> She's like a cat that when it's mad at you or it hates you, it's going to piss all over things. Get away from the Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm not doing anything, laddie. I'm just making sure there's a sky striker under there for my boy. <laughs> it's weasel skull, Mr. Connery. Whatever, whatever. All right, I'm going, I'm going. Darren, lad. That beard is on point. That is Hunt for Red October quality. Oh, gosh. Tinsel on the tree, not tinkle oh. on the tree. <laughs> we got nine more days of Sean. Yeah. Who invited him? I don't know. He's just always hanging around us now. So, Ruth and Darren, that can keep this going. You, you can have us give out candy canes at any point now. Well, I'll just say one thing first, though, because I love hearing you guys go on and on, but I will just mention how wonderfully I think it's here we're talking about this episode, and yet you've all managed to accidentally sort of connect all of our other podcasts because, as Jared mentioned, there's a lot of A-list talent that comes after Mike Grell goes off the series. One of the artists that comes onto the series after Mike Grell leaves is Ron Randall. So actually where we first got introduced to Ron Randall's art. And then also Delvin, you mentioned Prince Valiant. And of course, for those of you who don't know, Mark Schultz, who we talk about on Xenozoic Tales, has been writing the Prince Valiant Sunday comic strip for about 15 years now. So That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Lots of crossovers. (laughs) Dang, we almost look smart, fellas. <laughs> Don't worry, we all knew it was accidental. Yeah. <laughs> no, it now you're getting the spirit, yeah, laddie. Now you're getting the spirit. <laughs> also, I f***ed on the tree. <laughs> oh, come on, Sean. Uh, Sean. 
We have company. Now it's time to jump in and say (laughs) it's time to rate your interest in the series. So using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. So on a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes with 12 being extremely interested and 1 being not interested at all, how many candy canes would each of you rate your interest in reading more of The Warlord? I broke it down in my usual humor, heart, spectacle, art. The only critique I have of this thing is there's just not much humor in there. Mike Rowe doesn't really have too much of a sense of humor that shows up, in, at least in this comic. And I don't really remember much from the Green Arrow series either. But having said that, I gave it full marks for heart, spectacle, and art. Great action, lots of great characters and character development. I've only known Shakira for, you know, somewhere around 22 pages now. And I like what I see. I feel like I know her character. I know her spunk. Amazing work. So I'm going to wrap it up. Comes out to a nine. I'm going to bump it up to a 10 because of the enthusiasm of the guests. It's going to grab a 10 for me. What about you, Pat? You know, it doesn't take much for me to like somebody that has an awesome sword. I'm really into the fantasy kind of things. So that tugged at my heart right there. I really like the art in this and the storytelling is just amazing. Even from the issues that I did read, it's just page turner after page turner. You want to know what's happening and where things are going in this. So I'm going to give this an 11. That is very good. Yeah. Fantastic. But but I have a story I want to see. Go ahead. As I read through this, I'm reminded as a little boy, I would go to the KB store, which was, you know, a toy store. Yes. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. They had action figures there. Mm-hmm. And they had the Warlord, but I didn't know who it was at the time. And now I'm like kicking myself as I'm like, man, I could have had that figure. Mm-hmm. And it just oh, breaks my heart. Mm. You I'll go tell one you aisle a... over, there's G.I. Joe toys. And, well, I, that, that's uh, the sky I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a, a nice story, Pat, that will warm your heart at the generosity of the podcasting community. So Derek William Crabb, who I'm sure all of you all know through his many great podcasts, actually gave me and Ruth for a present last year or year before one of the original Travis Morgan Warlord action figures. Very cool. Nice. We have that thanks to him. And then there's also this other guy named Jared who hasn't ever done anything for us. Wait, who's that? (laughs) 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 Well, my friend Paul, though. (laughs) I can't stake him up to slack. It's my turn to give out a rating. Jason's gone. Pat's gone. It's, uh, it's my turn. I'll give it a 10. I could have a affectation for an Air Force Lieutenant Colonel who would easily score perfect marks on a PT test. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good story. I enjoyed the action as well. I enjoyed the diversity of the characters as well. There was a lot to like, and I did enjoy it. We'll wrap it up with Jared. Well, all right. As a reminder to the folks at home, the way I kind of score it is sliding scale 1 to 12. If I give it a 12, that means I'm going to run run out and pay whatever it takes on eBay to get the series. If I rate it a one, that means I wouldn't even pick it up out of a quarter bin. It's not worth my time. So let me tell you what I would rate as an 11. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, an 11 is a book that when I'm flipping through the bins at Second and Charles or any comic book shop and I hit a Warlord, I'm buying that Warlord if mm-hmm. I don't have it. So I am amped up. It's an 11, almost a 12 because I'm seriously thinking about hunting down. I believe they collected Warlord in the showcase. They did. 
did. And 28 I, issues. I am interested in that, but that's the only part that gets me. I'm like, I'm only going to get 28. I want showcases. I want yeah. the whole run. <laughs> I want yeah. omnibuses. I think that one's hard to find too, isn't it? It I is mean, hard to find. I, yeah, it's out of print. <laughs> I mean, we don't do halvesies, but keep in mind, I probably will track down some stuff on eBay if we did halvesies, you know, fill in the blank. But we don't, so we shouldn't even talk <laughs> about if, things. If Joe November was here, he'd say it's an 11.5, but I can't say that. <laughs> it's, it's just an 11, but it's strong. <laughs> And just to be clear, I'm pulling these out of the quarter bin if I find them, even though right. I give it a 10. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope Absolutely. so. 10 out of 12, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah these are well, definitely issues to grab and they'll keep you excited. Well, I'll mention one last thing from Mike, which is, as you heard when we mentioned earlier, the Warlord has come back two or three times in miniseries. And Mike does have one last miniseries he wants to tell. Hopefully, DC will give him the opportunity to do that. He hopes to get to do it for the Warlord's 50th anniversary, but yeah. he's got a final story lined up and it's going to be about Shakira because he loves that character so much. Great character. And a quick addendum because Ruth and Darren hooked me up with Mr. Grell and I was able to interview him about some James Bond stuff but we did talk a little Warlord and I bet Darren and Ruth know this but Warlord was when he pitched it to DC he kind of made it up at the pitch meeting. Did, yes, did, he, did. T- he told you guys that too? Yeah. yeah he, had like, he had like one idea going up but like something had come out that was similar to his idea and he was like um, I don't know uh, I was Air Force. SR-71s are cool. Pilot. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that plays into how the story is just so wacky, but lovably wacky. It's great. It's just great. Yeah, I think anybody who enjoys action and adventure, the wackiness, mm-hmm. the dinosaurs, all of the strong characters will really enjoy the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a very big, interesting world that is the Warlord world. <laughs> uh, well done, Pat. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Our email address is contact at Longbox Crusade. We will compile all of the feedback for all 12 days of Crusademus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. If you want to hear more from our special guest, Ruth, Darren, where can they find you? Well, just remember we're RAD, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. And on the RAD Adventures Network, you can find several podcasts. That includes Trekker Talk about sci-fi bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from Trekker by Ron Randall. And Xenozoic Xenophiles about the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. And Warlord Worlds, where we cover the works of Mike Grell, including Green Arrow, John Sable, and of course, The Warlord. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at Rad Adventures Network. Well, awesome. And I just personally want to say uh, thanks to Ruth and Darren for bringing this book and your awesome professionalism. Thank you so much. It's always great to have y'all on. Thank you. You're welcome. Please come back anytime. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all 12 episodes from Crusademus 2018 or even 2017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under the tree here at the festively decorated Lombox Crusade Studio. Until then, DJ Cristados, play one of our favorite Christmas jams. Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through. But I still have one wish to make. A special one for you. Merry Christmas. 
Christmas, darling We're apart, that's true But I can dream And in my dreams I'm Christmasing with you Holidays are joyful There's always something new But every day is a holiday When I'm near to you The lights on my tree I wish you could see I wish it every day To see you and to say that I wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to Songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. It was nice to see you. That beard's on point. Always. <laughs> it always is. He's making us look bad. Jared makes fun of mine. I was just about to say, speaking of crappy beards, look who just checked it. <laughs> as crappy as your Christopher Walken impression. Oh, Talvin, don't do this to me. Are you this okay? What is that? I don't. I don't even know what that is. I'm coming down the cold. Here, um, Del- let, let me try mine. See what you think. Well, Delvin, dude, don't give it to him. To don't give it to him. That is let me, wonderful. Let me try mine it's better, now. isn't it? Yeah, that's the light. Let me try mine now. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm happiest with my beard on. <laughs> I hate you all. Man, that's like that's, that's like Christopher Walken was joining us on this chat. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Stanley explanation. It's a broken algorithm. It has to be. Or or Julie's been on my <laughs> yeah. My, uh, it's, side it's again. Julie. It's Julie. Or the cats. Or the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Keeps <laughs> keeps wanting to watch the cat from outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent match. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All the cat ones are hundred percent. <laughs> Turner and Hooch negative seven. <laughs> <laughs>
Either Darren and Ruth don't think we're funny, or they just really like to discuss banter. One of the two, right? They're like, yeah. Why are you whispering? Why? Why did you say yes to this? It's like, why did we? They gave us a gift. I thought you said yes to this. I showed up because you showed up. I showed up because you showed up. How do we back out of this? Whose friends are these? We could be traveling around the world. He's going to throw hands at you next time you see him. <laughs> I've already pissed off Paul. Let's, let's bring it full circle. <laughs> These guys are so bad that they don't even need to beat you up. They're going to have their friend Paul do it for them. <laughs> They're just going to watch. Paul's <laughs> oh, a little guy, but he's crappy. <laughs> at the end, they'd be like, that's your and Ruth's going to be like, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> guess who's uh, guess who's hosting this episode? Who knows? Who knows who's hosting this? Me. Uh, Dang right. I was going to say, it. I looked and I know it's not me. I couldn't remember which one it was. <laughs> the, I, the rule of thumb is if I ask that question, it's dead silence. It's Jason. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, Jason, can you talk a little louder? <laughs> or anybody yeah. else hearing him? I was just assuming that was a trick because no one really wanted to hear him. <laughs> no. That's what I thought too. That's better. That's I have better. control of his volume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was there, was there more? <laughs> I was just trying to do a pat transition. <laughs> <laughs> You do that when you're the host, Jason. I'm the I host. Know. Me. I'm the host. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was the host. That was that the, host. the host. Oh, I got carried away. Speaking of the host. <laughs> <laughs> that He's still the best, today. folks. He's still the best. <laughs> These cherries are pretty good. <laughs> you should try them. They're good. <clears throat> Wait till I do my popcorn balls. <laughs> Wasn't that your nickname in college? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Jiffy Pop. <laughs> <laughs>